0: uh should we just dig into it this sure. week or or what what do you think you know that a lot of the best beginnings start because you've got some some bullshit to, pe- to pedal <laughs> to, <laughs> to get off my chest <laughs> and it just leads us down a wonderful path mm-hmm. it's rarely me who's who's starting us off i don't have much
1: bullshit today
0: um oh i know how about if i show you a computer game
1: I don't too bad know. Here okay we go. here we go i have no choice It appears. (laughs) Jedediah is a man who once was a boy. And he wrote
2: down all his feelings in a diary to enjoy now is reading it again reading it for you
1: maybe you'll recognize yourself too Jedi diaries the Cheddar diaries that's the name of this podcast and now the song is through Hmm. so that was the whole like pre-credits sequence yeah so what do you think about that I mean, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah. So I was just showing Tori Day of the Tentacle, which is the computer game that I was playing 25 years ago, perhaps at this very moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nonplussed doesn't begin to describe it. <laughs> so... um, I feel differently about that now because I have a relationship to it from 25 years ago. But like that kind of thing is very exciting to me. Mm -hmm. There's like a world of possibilities. The mental, like I'm going to be using my brain to do puzzles and I'm going to laugh, you know, and that does just doesn't
1: No, It doesn't do it for you. It doesn't. You never were into world of Warcraft, right? No. I used to work with a guy who, I mean, it was all he did other than work and he would explain to me the next day what had happened the previous night as he was playing, and it was as if he had been there been there, yeah, and when he got married, his wedding party was comprised mostly of people that he had met through World of warcraft that's beautiful, some of whom he had not actually met in real life before Until... the wedding, incredible, you know the... you get that right that you understand this, what like building community in that way yeah. or making friends, yeah, um yeah. <laughs>
0: So for any listeners who don't know what World of Warcraft is, it's a massively multiplayer online role-playing game, uh where you interact with other players and inhabit this sort of fantasy world and go on quests and battles and get points and steeds. I've never played it, so mm-hmm. I, that's that's as good as I can do. Is that Does that sound right to you? Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I've never played it either, but that's as I understand okay. it. I can understand that people finding comfort or escape in the virtu- in a virtual world, mm-hmm. their virtual lives. Yeah, it's very
0: appealing. Yeah, it's and the making the real world sucks.
1: Making friends or building community that way. I mean, I did have to tell him on several occasions enough. That's enough for today. <laughs> I appreciate your enthusiasm, but like, can we can we take a few days off of this? <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, when you're very into video games, it really talking to other people about it is mm-hmm. very it's Satisfying. a very big part of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I remember. One of my few very sharp memories from elementary school was whenever Super Mario Brothers 3 came out. Mm-hmm. So, the early 90s, before the diary, there was another kid in the class who also had it and who um, had been playing it, Jared. Mm-hmm. And I have a memory of going out the back door of the school until like the playground, like crossing the, the blacktop zeroing in on jared walking up to him and just immediately launching into like whatever thing i learned about yoshi or whatever like something new about the game or mm-hmm. asking him a question i was so excited and he like he looked right at me and he shouted i don't want to talk about this
1: with you really yeah but you had conversations we had had
0: we were probably talking about it i don't remember what came before yeah. I, I i can gather from context clues that we were likely talking about it the day before or yeah. like earlier in the week and i you know i was excited yeah. to have another kid around to yeah. talk about exactly. about this new exciting video game with uh-huh. me he just had had enough oh, God. <laughs> at this moment i <laughs> surpassed his level of excitement that's crushing yeah, I mean, like I remember so? I remember feeling... I mean, I, the fact that I remember it means that it must have had yeah.
1: a kind of effect on me. Were you very, like, hurt, or were you... I don't...
0: I mean, that's where the memory ends, to be yeah. honest. I don't remember what happened next. You know, in, like, the, the movie of my memory, I kind of just sort of stare... My mouth agape. And he kind <laughs> I can't of, believe. he kind of just, he, he just walks off. <laughs> and I'm like left alone. The camera kind of pulls out. Yeah. And there's kids, there's all these groups of kids around playing. And I'm
1: just kind of standing there. Yeah. Not knowing where I went wrong. Uh, maybe you appreciated his directness, but probably
0: not. Well, I was, I think I was most likely mourning the loss of what I'd thought was yeah. a companion to, to yeah. excitedly discuss video games with. Yeah.
1: Like. You were seeing the limits of your connection to him. Yeah, well, I'd I'd miss... Overestimated. Yeah, I'd overestimated his enthusiasm for the subject. Even now, like, I'm very sensitive to the fact that not everybody wants to talk about... I mean, I'd be very happy to spend all my time talking about, you know, movies, books, politics, or history. Those four things, basically. When I'm with people I've just met or I don't know well... I'm aware that many of them have like a very fixed amount of enthusiasm <laughs> for these things, yeah. these topics tend to run their course in a very limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. I was out with a group of people the other night, and I was very happy when someone else in the group brought up a movie that we both liked very much. Mm-hmm. What movie the movie shampoo I haven't seen it, and oh, it's great. You should see it, okay. I can talk about it. I now. <laughs> Yeah, why don't you give me twenty minutes on shampoo? I know. And we were talking about it, and I was aware pretty quickly that other people's eyes were starting to glaze over
0: <laughs> because of because of what you were saying about shampoo. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I assumed or it was because we, the two of you engaged in a conversation you both found like fruitful, yes. and the other people in the group were like, uh, "We've had enough." Yeah, that's okay. what, that's my assumption. Well, they can just have their own
1: sub conversation. The entire
0: group doesn't need to be involved in the same conversation the whole
1: night. But we were sat in such a way that it was hard to have this. <laughs> <us. laughs> You were just talking across everyone we about This were talking the, this, like, little circle. Okay. <laughs> well, you should have got up and gone to a different table. <laughs> <laughs> but they were all ready to move on to the next thing. Okay. I wasn't like the ringmaster of the conversation, but I, I did what I could to move the conversation <laughs> to the next subject. Just behind the scenes, <laughs>
0: the machinations. <laughs> I'm a master conversation haver. <laughs> See, you today have what I did not have twenty six, twenty seven years ago.
1: I didn't. I missed that clue. That's true, but it can also go the other way. I realized at a certain point that I'm not great at helping to set the terms of the conversation. Mm-hmm. I remember wondering when I was younger how some people could talk at such length about seemingly like anything. And then I realized at a certain point, oh, they're talking about the things they want to be talking about. I am not introducing topics. They are. And then they're dictating the terms. I should be better about doing that because then I can talk at some length about things that I want to talk about. You know?
0: (laughs) And I think that like...
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, a conversation is an exchange. <laughs> yeah, that just sounds like two people boring each other.
0: <laughs> but, Ideally, uh, you come up with a topic that everybody likes right, to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but passion passion can be infectious. It's true. Um, And it's possible to talk at great length on a topic and not bore other people out of their minds. Mm-hmm. But that might be a fine line. Mm-hmm. And there's also everybody has a limit. So I wonder what... I imagine, mm-hmm. considering this was just a few years after I made another child yell at me to shut up <laughs> about a video game. Yeah. I wonder how much talking about Day of the Tentacle I was doing <laughs> to mm-hmm. to classmates at this point. Do you remember me ever talking about this game 25 years ago? I don't. Hmm.
1: And maybe you learned a lesson then. I don't remember you talking that's, about video games. Actually, given the amount of time you sp- you clearly spent playing them, yeah. I don't remember you talking much. I remember you talking about games with Matt that you both enjoyed, okay, okay, but right. I don't remember walking around with you and being bored by the extent to which you were talking about video games. Well,
0: probably because I could tell you didn't give a shit. No, but it's
1: good. Like, yeah. you, you, oh, that's good. Okay, you learn, learned, see. See. learned a lesson. You know? I was
0: sad about that because when you said that because it's like, oh, like, something beautiful in me was, was crushed forever that day. <laughs> yeah. But maybe I just learned how to, like, pick up on context cues a little bit. Yeah. Because I would talk about video games with Matt, who cared, and not with you, who didn't. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Learning those lessons in a harsh way, I remember walking into school one day with my tube socks pulled up to my knee. (laughs) And this older kid said... Wait, when? I was in fourth grade. Okay. That's that's okay. This sixth grader said, hey, kid, that is a very dorky way to wear your socks. (laughs) i pulled them down and i never wore them like that again and in fact i switched over to crew socks pretty pretty quickly
0: i mean i guess he was that's actually all things considered he's doing me a favor that's an incredibly kind way to bully right it was it was like an, an instructive
1: bully <laughs> yeah it lesson. was
0: like hey dork here's a tip yeah yeah you know he was saving you from further ridicule down the line <laughs> right uh, in like all at once yeah yeah <laughs> I love that. I mean, we've both got these stories of a of a single harsh moment, yeah. kind of changing the way we we act in <laughs> yeah. the world. Um, I think for the better in some cases. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But what's wrong with wearing your socks pulled up so high? I mean, nothing. I think at the time, not it, the fashion. It wasn't the fashion. Okay. I could have been like, as we've talked about in past episodes, throw up two tiny. Birds. I love wearing my tube socks this high. <laughs> I don't give a shit what you think.
0: You look at him, you pull them both up even higher, (laughs) hold up your middle fingers, walk out the door backwards. (laughs) What could have been. So I don't remember if I was telling anybody out in the world about Day of the Tentacle, Mm -hmm. but I sure was telling someone (laughs) and that someone is my diary.
1: Oh, we didn't introduce ourselves, oh, did we? That's right. No, we
0: didn't. This is week 37 of the Jeddah Diaries, and I am your host, Jedidiah Baker.
1: I'm Tori Paquette. What was that? I yeah. sounded timid. Was that how it sounded, timid?
0: Well, yeah, a little bit. You sort of pulled into yourself.
1: I'm Tori Paquette.
0: Great, I love the hard T. Mm-hmm.
1: That does remind me, I wanted, I've wanted. i been waiting
0: all year to mention this. I'm 37. You're 37. hmm it's week 37 convergence and one of my favorite numbers is 37 really because of a line from monty python and the holy grail what is it well near the very beginning of the film king arthur is clopping through a field Mm -hmm. with patsy on the coconuts and they happen upon a few peasants kind of muck collecting and arthur calls out old woman whose castle is this or whatever And the peasant says, I'm a man. And he says, old man then. And the man goes, I'm 37. (laughs) And Arthur says, what? And he says, I'm 37. I'm not old. And Arthur says, well, I can't just call you man. (laughs) And the peasant says, well, you could say Dennis. And Arthur says, well, I didn't know you were called Dennis. Dennis. And he says, "We well, didn't bother to find out, did you?" And then it goes into this whole whole argument about class. I love that. <laughs> so the phrase "I'm 37, I'm not old" mm-hmm. has been That's a part of my impact. consciousness for like most of oh, my interesting. life. Yeah, and I'm I'm 37.
1: You're not old. I'm not old. Yeah, I I, I love it. I, that makes me want to go watch that movie right now. Well, let's I haven't it. seen it in 20 years. Let's
0: watch it after. Okay. September 11th. I beat Jurassic Park with the Raptor. Mark is here. Ellen made dinner. Ellen, Dad's girlfriend, not Ellen, mom. Mom bought a tip book for D O T T. So, if you remember, about a week ago, I was struggling with Day of the Tentacle. I'd gotten pretty far, but couldn't. Well, I was
1: stumped. So. Your mom was like, let me get you a, an no assist. Longer.
0: I see my son struggling, and I'm going to help. Yeah, that's what moms <laughs> do and you know also stepmoms make dinner make dinner mm-hmm. ellen came over to make dinner that's mm-hmm. nice A little clarifying note in there mark b- being babysat yeah i still wonder why you're being babysat we mentioned that last week but i uh... mean dad could probably technically leave us alone but he also it might be it might be that he's trying to protect me from josie <laughs> <laughs> i mean he knows he yeah. knows that we like go at it into with it, each yeah. other mm-hmm. so he might just be like i need an adult presence yeah. in, in the room right you know, to That's stop, true. stop to my sons from hurting to, one to another. Intervene. Yeah.
1: So as much as I whine about it in the diary, mm-hmm. I should probably be grateful. Mm-hmm. I was going to make a comparison between your mom giving you the tip book to help you with your day of the tentacle struggle and your dad giving you Mark to help with your Josie struggle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, go on. Is that it?
1: That's it. <laughs> Oh, it's your parents, you're both your parents there. looking out for you. Yeah, yeah,
0: they they are giving me tools and companions, <laughs> right. to help me along along my way. It's very folktale. Yeah, it's very much like I'm, I'm you know, the hero's journey, <laughs> <laughs> with my parents playing the roles of like you know the magical the magical old man
1: in the in the woods. <laughs> he's not old. He's thirty seven.
0: <laughs> I mean, most folktales are from a time when thirty seven was probably considered pretty old. <laughs> That's true. near the end of a life. september 12th dad and josie went to burlington i beat day of the tentacle mm. i played my saxophone school tomorrow
1: ah.
0: <laughs> i
1: played with bodie <laughs> there's nothing new under the sun <laughs> Just well you, you beat day of the standard tentacle. sunday the tip book came in handy
0: yeah yeah that's all it took mm-hmm. do you think that's cheating I mean, that the tip books existed yeah. indicated there was a level of difficulty to these computer games that maybe was
1: unfair. Did the tip books prompt you? The did tip the,
0: books walked you through everything, okay. every single
1: thing. The tip books themselves weren't riddles. They were like, no, they answers. were. it was just a guy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. okay. The game is the riddles. Okay. So, yes, I think that is cheating. I feel like it's the equivalent of, like, taking out a smartphone at Pub Trivia.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. So, the thing about these games, you know, they were, they were based around inventory puzzles, basically. So, you would find something in the world. You would combine it with something else you found in the world or something else in the world. And it would, like, a solution would spring forth. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they were like real stretches like those are effectively logic puzzles Mm -hmm. but sometimes they were like a little bit too too far
1: too far like it just was it just
0: like it was hard to make unless you were in the exact mindset of the designer the puzzle designer it was really hard to get there yeah so the tip book basically what i got stuck because i was like you know all three characters have everything i can get for them i don't know what to use on what, I've tried everything, mm-hmm. you know, and it's basically just like, oh, well, you didn't use the gerbil mm-hmm. on the frying pan and give it to like, Ben Franklin, okay. you know.
1: I think it's less cheating now okay. after Thank after hearing you. that explanation. Did you feel a non-guilt when you refer to the tip book?
0: No, I mean, I just, I got the tip book because I got stuck in this game last week and then, and I haven't mentioned it
1: since. Again, I don't know anything about video games, but it seems to me like a design flaw. For example... If you're doing a crossword puzzle, I would say it's a bad puzzle if there's no way to solve it without being in the head of the person who is creating the puzzle. I think there needs to be a certain level of accessibility, But I think even, I think even that's if a it's hard. Very I think hard. that's a subjective thing.
0: Right? Yeah. I think that there's no way for a puzzle designer to know for sure that no one else thinks their way that, you're right, way, that you're way. right. Sure, a game and a crossword puzzle goes through a couple of other people to check it out, mm-hmm. You know, and some things might be more obvious than others, That's but I mean, true. they're puzzles. They're supposed to be
1: hard, and sometimes they don't make sense. I met a uh, couple from Texas once mm-hmm. who, like me, were big fans of the New York Times crossword puzzle. Now, it is the New York Times, so even though it's the paper of record, <laughs> uh, there's some regional bias, and their complaint was just that, like, if you're, if you're not steeped in New York culture mm-hmm. and aren't well-versed in, like, you know, Broadway composers from the mid-20th century, <clears throat> then you're at a disadvantage. What kind of uncultured swine?
2: I, mean,
0: I don't. I don't know thing one about that, whatever you just said. I mean, that. that's my problem with crossword puzzles yeah. in general. This is why I like logic puzzles more than, and like, you know, things like Day of the Tentacle, mm-hmm. even though I needed a tip book in the end. But what I dislike about a crossword puzzle is that if you don't know it, you don't know it. Yeah. Like, if you don't know that obscure opera singer from the 40s, you just can't. You're stuck without looking it up. That's true,
1: but the good thing about and a crossword... And why would you know that? Nobody expects that you're going to know all the clues. The hope is that you'll know enough that you can Around then, it. like piece it together. Yeah. yeah, Still, though,
0: I like a puzzle that only requires your smarts, your wits, uh-huh. and not that requires knowledge of the outside world.
1: I like a puzzle that requires you to... Tap into your vast reservoir of knowledge. Now I'm getting to the bottom of why you like video games and I like <gasps> history.
0: Holy cow, you're right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. We cracked the puzzle. At last. Without a tip book. <laughs> I mean, the we, diary actually, is we actually, actually do have a tip book. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my god. September 13th. I took a shower last night. <laughs> I love the the callback on Monday. It's not. I had a whole day of school. Yeah, and I sit down with my diary and I'm like, "Hmm, <laughs> what happened today?" Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> mm. Okay. What happened after I wrote in the? Di- oh, I took a shower last mm-hmm. night. I'll start with that. That'll get me going. My tummy hurts. <laughs> <sighs> I'm tired. I had hot lunch today. <laughs> hot lunch. Beavis and Butthead was new. I got a book order paper. I went to Taekwondo.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Which one of those should we start with?
0: <laughs> so, so many exciting choices. Well, how about the one school
1: fact? Two school facts. Hot lunch and book order. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Where do we
1: begin? Well, hot lunch was, Uh, like it sounds, it was a hot lunch. Yeah. You could bring a cold lunch, a bag lunch. I think cold Mm -hmm. lunch and bag lunch were synonymous. Yeah. Or you could have whatever they were making at the school. Yeah, just no choice. And that (laughs) that was that. That's okay. I remember someone found a Band-Aid in one of their hot lunches. I do remember that, and a pizza. Yeah, that's right. Or like a baked, it might have been more like a casserole maybe. It was baked in, it was firmly baked in. Yeah. Which seems very... um, Did they actually? We
0: remember the aftermath. Right. There's no way to know. And I remember the Band-Aid being baked in to the thing, but that also could have been planted. Like, that could have been part of the legend afterwards. Yeah.
1: Um, But what was the aftermath? I just remember this person complaining. They they approached
0: the lunch lady, and the lunch lady screamed at them. (laughs)
1: Do do you you, you remember that? (laughs) I love that they approached with a very legitimate... Complain yeah. and, and the lady was basically fly, like, if you don't like it, get the fuck out of here I'm fly off the handle <laughs> I' I'm so immediately defensive, <laughs> these little snots cook every day for them you're right that's true, that is true always complaining, I am sure he didn't approach in the most respectful right in I'll... my
0: in my memory i don 't know if this is a true memory or if it's it was built up from mm-hmm. later tellings of the event <laughs> yeah, I love but that. it is very much like it entered popular the, lore. the boy is holding this meal. Like in his hand, and he strides up to like the the you know the window where the lunch ladies are, and he just kind of holds it out yeah. in front of her face. That's exactly what I remember. And he says, "There's a bandaid in this." And yeah. She just like waggling a um, shaking a ladle in the air, and just like sh- sh- scream screaming in his face <laughs> that like you know I don't have to take this. You know you don't you little you ungrateful. <laughs> Like oh. a real, a real, like very like David and Goliath kind of, yeah, kind of moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no way I was at the angle, unless I was standing right there.
1: I, re- I may it's funny. Been. I remember like a version of that scene too. Yeah, and I so have this is why I, I kind of think it was just passed down. Stories
0: were told afterwards <laughs> yeah. until it was like we were all there. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I can't even be sure I was actually there, Me but neither. my
1: memory is that I was right there. Yeah. I'm picturing it right from like an impossible <laughs> we point probably, of view.
0: We probably weren't there. Like a
1: fly on the wall kind of point yes. of view. Yeah. Yeah. We probably weren't there.
0: September 14th. I saw Animaniacs. It's funny. <laughs> I hate homework. And that is one line taken up with on all caps. I hate homework and about 10 exclamation points. Okay. Tori was absent from school today. Matt made a chapstick candy for Sean.
1: (laughs) Why was I absent? Where were you, Tori? The thing that popped into my head was there was a day where a solar eclipse was happening. (laughs) And I became so fearful that I was going to inadvertently stare at the sun and go blind (laughs) that I begged my mom if I could stay home. (laughs)
0: i was about to call you like a nerd because i was like oh you wanted to stay
1: home oh and look look at it like like, yeah you'd
0: study the solar eclipse no
1: i (laughs) stayed home with the shades drawn inside all day terrified
0: like a like a medieval peasant (laughs) terrified of this black magic in the sky (laughs) (laughs)
1: So you don't mention a solar eclipse. I uh... No, but that's no surprise. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to look up. I'm going to go to the the internet, <laughs> yeah. the modern farmer's almanac, mm-hmm. and look up September. Uh, May of 1994 was an annular solar eclipse. That's probably it. That's probably it. May yeah. 10th.
1: Yeah, I think that's the one.
0: <laughs> okay, so it wasn't
1: a solar eclipse then this day. That kept me home. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to say what it, what it was. Uh, pretty early in the school year to be skipping school. Yeah,
0: that's true.
1: Matt made a chapstick candy
0: for Sean. Again, this is a memory that I think I have, but mm-hmm. it may have just been kind of calcified by the by the retelling. Yeah, my understanding is that Matt took the chapstick, part of a chapstick, mm-hmm. um, sort of balled it into a candy shape, or the shape the shape that a candy could be, mm-hmm. sort of a lozenge shape, perhaps. Mhm. And then gave it to our classmate, Sean, and said, here is a candy. Yeah. And Sean said, thank you, and <laughs> put it in his mouth. Yeah. And was like, oh. And yeah. And are like, got you. You're right. It wasn't
1: candy. Yeah. It was chapstick. I remember that story, and I wasn't there you for
0: You weren't it, there.
1: But. What is your memory of that story? I mean, I remember sitting and watching it happen. <laughs> which clearly I didn't.
0: Yeah, we have proof <laughs> that you weren't there.
1: I mean, if you hadn't read that I was out that day, I would have just assumed that. Oh, wow, I was have have there. Swan, for that.
0: Sworn up and down, you mm-hmm. were present. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, we're learning a lot this week.
1: Yeah, we are. The capacity to just incorporate into your own memory this story that's been retold the to you. you hear, yeah. I, I think that happens yeah. a lot.
0: September 15th. I went to Taekwondo. My tummy hurts. Me, Tori, Matt, Josie, and Jen made prank phone calls. Mm-hmm. They were funny. I hate homework. Matt is funny. Ha ha.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm getting worried about my tummy. Yeah,
1: you're having some stomach. I've had a tummy ache, ache for a couple issues. of days. Mm-hmm. We made prank calls. Clearly, Matt was the best at it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, clearly, yeah, There's there was one of those five people. Yeah. One rose to the top, <laughs> and that's Matt. Yeah. He was good at prank calls, as I remember. I learned a lot from his prank calls. I remember calling Ralston Perina <laughs> and uh, sending them up in grand style. No, I don't remember what the prank was. I pretended to be some sort of businessman. I mean... I think my 12-year-old voice probably gave me away. <laughs> I mean, we could get their number off of a cereal box. Mm, mm. So Ralston Perina, customer support. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, you weren't, you didn't like call the, the CEO. You no, called like, no
0: someone who, some poor person whose job it was to like field complaints. Yeah. And you just wasted five of their minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me through to the ceo they may have enjoyed it who knows maybe it was a nice diversion yeah you know this was the era of jerky boys yeah so um you know i think all children around now were were trying their hand Mm -hmm. at a prank caller too we must have been at matt's because that's jen is matt's sister
1: yeah we were at matt's josie too
0: yeah The whole crew we all gathered (laughs) around gathered around the rotary phone (laughs) for to listen to matt be funny september 16th i am trying to make a puppet i am tired <laughs> my homework was easy tonight i hate homework i had saxophone it is late i went to mats old classics i'm tired uh, and i hate homework mm-hmm. i really every day mm-hmm. i say i hate
1: homework i really didn't like it did i no, you did homework though. I didn't do homework. So that was the <laughs>
0: How did you not do homework?
1: I just uh, would pretty you consistently just not do blow it homework. off. And then what? And then the next day, scramble to sort of either do it quickly or come up with some sort of explanation. I never.
0: And that, I never even crossed my mind.
1: I know. That, that was a possibility. You, you followed the rules. I did follow I the rules. I blew off homework with great frequency. <laughs> Until been. until like when we were like sophomores in high school, I started taking homework seriously. But yeah, you did you did homework.
0: Well, I hated it. Yeah,
1: I hated every second.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But I did it, <laughs> learning important lessons that you were yet to pick up. <laughs> September seventeenth, we had a school dance. Oh man, it was a boring, stupid waste of time i didn't dance with anyone (laughs) becca got drunk oh i think she was acting drunk it sucked here we go (laughs) (laughs) this is the stuff i was waiting for yeah poor guy poor little guy
1: i mean i think we all had a pretty um unfun time at the first school dance. It
0: was a boring, stupid waste of time and I didn't dance with anyone. Yeah.
1: You give yourself away in that second sentence. (laughs) Second (laughs) second clause. Yeah. Oh, do you remember this dance? I do remember it well. Tell me about it. There's a picture of me before going to the school dance wearing one of my long sleeve hooded shirts I had stocked up on. Thinking that Well, I didn't know what to expect. I remember my mom telling me when she had been in middle school going to her first dance. And she was kind of like preparing me for what to expect. She was like, the boys and girls were too scared to talk to each other, dance with each other. So they stood on opposite sides of the room. And that's what I was expecting. I was like, okay, I can deal with that. (laughs) And I went and everybody was dancing with everybody. Oh, no. So we didn't dance with anyone. And we felt very bad about it. Uh, I don't know were if we me and you and Matt
0: just like standing alone. We were
1: like sitting on the bleachers, kind of feeling oh bad for ourselves.
0: God, I can feel it. Yeah. I can feel I it, can it right too. now in my chest, and it feels so bad.
1: My parents picked me up early, and I didn't want to go early, even though I was not having a good time. But I felt like I was missing something. <laughs> oh I was God. like, maybe in this last hour, yeah, my like fortunes would, my, would print, turn. My, prince come. <laughs> my prince will come. And I remember going home and just crying. Oh and watching watching Home Alone 2 to oh. feel, feel better. <laughs> did, it, did it work? <laughs> A little bit. Oh god. <laughs> oh. This does me good.
0: I'm hugging Tori.
1: It's okay, Tori. It's okay. <laughs> <sighs> that is very sad yeah you, it sounds like you had a
0: similar <laughs> i think i did yeah a boring stupid waste of time <laughs> oh gosh i mean here we go here we go this is it i mean this whole week has been kind of you know banal i hate homework you know doing fun stuff with my friends mm-hmm. saxophone mm-hmm. video games yeah this is something new yeah
1: oh totally <laughs> We have never been any this is to anything. We are we are off it. we are off the map.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's it for this week. Uh <laughs> first junior high dance. Um and the last lines of this week are are me wondering whether or not our, our friend and classmate Becca was drunk.
3: So my question to you is
2: Yeah. Were you? Well um probably okay. My memory's terrible. That's one thing I relate to you <laughs> a lot. The, and, and I do the same thing with Tori. Tori was like my institutional memory for everything. It was like, I don't know if that happened to me. Did it, Tori, happened to me? Yeah. Um, so I relate to that a lot with the podcast. I do remember the first time I smoked hash was before a school dance.
3: Oh, my so there's. Wait, what's hash? I don't even very
2: know. yeah, I don't actually either. It's there's it's something akin to marijuana.
3: Okay, a cousin to marijuana.
2: Yeah, but what exactly is it? I have no idea. Which also okay. speaks to my judgment. Um, <laughs> was know. I drunk? Probably also yeah. Uh, starting in sixth grade is when I started using both alcohol and other drugs.
3: God, we had yeah. very different experiences. I didn't. I didn't. First time I got drunk, I was twenty.
2: Yeah. It never occurred to me how, how that it was not normal to start using when you were 11 until this I'm sober now and the lack of reflection cuz I didn't want to think about why was I using at 11? What was what yeah. was going on at home that was making me use at 11? Like I was using alone at 11 too. Like it wasn't like I was a social drunk at at 11. I was self-medicating starting at 11. It kind of felt to me like this is just what people This is what childhood is like, and so listening to the podcast is so interesting to me. To hearing about not not to say a normal childhood or a, (laughs) but just a different perspective on. We were in the same space, sharing space, and like your experience of it was so different from mine. So yeah, was I drunk? Probably. (laughs) Was I also high on hash? I think so. Not the question you asked, but the question I answered. And I, I distinctly remember walking up PA Hill and thinking that my my arms were my legs and arms were entirely too heavy and long, and I felt I I didn't know how to handle my limbs like they were they were doing unpredictable and weird things. So I can only imagine then. What I looked like at a dance when I felt like my own limbs were beyond <laughs> my, my ability to manage. So I'm wondering because
3: I'm I'm like you know famously unobservant. So so I'm wondering what you would have been doing
2: in my head. My arms were excessively long, dragging on the ground. So whatever that would look like <laughs> on the outside is probably what you observing. <laughs> yeah, but what the hell was I doing? Because I also feel like I felt like I was not. And I've always felt this way, and I had to—I had to actually come to terms with this, this past year, kind of that people can see me and, and know what I'm doing. Because in my head, people have no idea what I'm doing. Like I'm—I'm I'm always like, it's—it's well, actually—it's actually both the polar opposites at the same time. I yeah. both think that everybody knows exactly how bizarre and weird I'm being, and they also have no idea because I'm kind of invisible. And. They, <laughs> It's it, it's interesting to hear you actually make the observation in the journal because I my assumption was that like nobody I was under everybody's yeah. radar like nobody yeah. I, I wasn't even noticed like
3: <laughs> I all I can say is I think because I didn't know I Wait, didn't will you know read the whole thing, the
2: whole thing again
3: Becca got drunk I think I she think was
2: acting drunk
3: it sucked so I thought it sucked
2: yeah. God, you know what? I wasn't actually expecting that to be hard to hear, but it it, it feels hard to hear. Oh, I'm sorry. No, don't don't. It, it's it's like a it's kind of a mixed bag because it's like, oh shit, like that. I like to paint my my past very differently. Yeah, <laughs> than of it, course. It really was. And,
3: uh, I mean, this I is not that is that is not in any way. That's one word. That's that's a few words out of out of thousands, and also not in any way an accurate depiction of of this time in your life. I wouldn't. And say. it's
2: also very much an accurate it's so fucking weird. I was 12, but I was using a lot, I was drinking a lot. I was drinking at home alone a lot. I was smoking weed and had just started smoking hash apparently. Wow. Um and I feel like it's something that I've always known that I have been have done for a long time. I mean, this I became sober when I was thirty six. Yeah, I started using when I was eleven. More of my life than not, I yeah. I have used substances to deal with my life. I haven't known what it like. I feel like with a lot of people that I talk to in the sober community now, at least they have this reference point of like, oh well, before, I can go back to how did I deal with stuff before I started using? How did I? What did feelings feel like before I became unable to manage them? What did? And it, like for me, it was like. I don't even have that reference point to go back to. Of oh yeah, remember that time in my life before I, before using was an issue for me. It is kind of like in my face to be hearing this this podcast that to me is like oh the good old days, the young days, and it's like now you were still, you know that that's where your life was at that point. And it, there's a lot of ways where I feel like developmentally I'm an 11 year old learning how to deal with my emotions because it's like what is it what does it feel like to sit through an entire uncomfortable moment and not have, even if I'm not going to use in that moment, not have the possibility of, if this becomes too hard for me to handle, I can just have a beer. I can just smoke some weed. I can just do And, like, eventually my use got very heavy, and I was actually using intravenously, and it was like I could blast myself out of any situation at any time, and I knew that. And whether or not I was using in the moment, I always knew that was a possibility to just break with reality. And the, my last reference point for not doing that is 11. Yeah. And so, like, my capacity to cope has been at an, like, 11-year-old level. Um,
3: You're learning now.
2: Yeah. And it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. It's, <laughs> it's a really wild experience. And yeah. in some ways, I kind of feel like I – it's kind of exciting to be 37 and totally reinventing my life. Like, and I know anybody can do that at any time. Like you talked about coming out of this big depression, and that's sort of an opportunity to reinvent your life. And yeah. we all have these opportunities. I could yeah. say tomorrow, I could just say yeah. tomorrow I'm going to walk out my front door and reinvent my life. But it's kind of like starting my life. I'm like 13 or 14 months sober now, and it's like starting this again gave me a, a very like tangible sense of I am starting my life over again and not everybody gets to do that. And I think it's, I mean, I'm I'm starting a different career. I'm starting to live my life sober. I'm, it's like I'm, I'm having a weird born again moment at 37.
3: It's weird. It's wonderful.
2: It is. It's terrible and wonderful. (laughs) It's all of the things. It's horribly difficult and exciting and it's all of the all of the things. This past year and a half has been incredibly difficult, but I I'm getting a chance to to do things differently, which is a which is an option I always had. I just didn't I didn't yeah. realize I did. I didn't actually know I was strong enough to be sober, which sounds silly, but in part because I started so young, I, I didn't yeah. have any confidence that I could handle the world. Um without intoxication being an option.
3: I mean, 'cause you you actually in a very real sense didn't know if you could.
2: No, I really didn't. Because know. you never had
3: the chance. No,
2: nope, I never That's did. incredibly
3: that's incredibly scary and it makes you all the yeah. more all the more braver for even trying.
2: You know Right on such a badass. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm
3: kidding. Becca, I love yeah. you. I love you. I'm really I'm really I'm sorry you went through everything you've gone through but i'm so grateful that you're you're on this side of things now
2: me too thank you jen thank you
0: before we go this week i'd like to just get one more piece of clarity in regards to that that first seventh grade dance what is the clarity you would like well i have A certain song in my mind from that era that would sort of for me be the classic slow song that would probably be the time that you and I would be feeling the absolute worst (laughs) during the night when this specific song was playing (laughs) yeah so at the count of three I want us both to just should we say the title of the song or should we start singing the song I don't know what the song is. No, no, no. I want you to say. Uh huh. I want. I don't want you to. <laughs> I don't want you to start singing the song that I have in my head. <laughs> I want you. Yeah. I imagine that in your head there is a song. If you just think of like the pain of a junior high dance. Yeah. There is a certain slow song that maybe rises to the top. Yeah. I'm actually getting into it now. Okay. <laughs> in my head. Like popping your head. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want us on the count of three. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, Sing. I want us to both just start singing. Okay. Singing whatever part of this song, okay. um, kind of like encompasses it for you. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. So and even when I dream on, of you, the sweetest dream will never do. I still miss you, babe, on, and I don't wanna miss hold a thing.
1: On. I was Are singing those different songs. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> singing
0: uh-huh. what is that,
1: is that uh, everybody hurts every, but I an REM song but I was singing the, I wasn't singing the chorus because I thought that would be too obvious yeah
0: <laughs> and I was singing the, the song from Armageddon
1: which is five years off damn it <laughs> five years off it came out in 98 <laughs>
0: okay well what that tells
1: me is that I was having
0: uh, the same kind of feelings five at school later. dances yeah for my entire high school
3: career <laughs>
1: Jetta Diaries J- jedi diaries that's the name of this podcast
3: and now this episode
1: is through I'm regretting a bit that I didn't sing the chorus is that is that bad?
0: no i think I think it's wonderful that that we both sang very different things and that we sang for about the same amount of time and that <coughs> neither one of us neither one of us <coughs> <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> I, love, I love it. You put his hands up above his head.
2: What I, I always,
0: I always uh, have choking problems. Because you also, you immediately take on. Every time you do it, you take on the like the persona of a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not, you don't, you you're not a man putting his arms up above his head. You immediately, I don't know. It might just be the motion. Yeah. But like your 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 like countenance turns into like uh
3: like a helpless. <laughs> <laughs> Hopeless little fella. Hopeless 7 year old. <laughs>